find the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from playing sports to exotic whips. Ain't gotta tell me, dog. I know I'm the shit behind the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from music exec to this podcast. Now I finally feel at home and laugh behind the baller. Yo, yo, what up, y'all? You are listening to the world-famous Behind the Baller podcast recorded in high-definition stereo sound. This is museum-quality podcasting, professional podcasting, 100% 24-7. I am your host, Ben Baller, not Ben Humble, a.k.a. the Korean Liam Neeson, a.k.a. the Washed Lord, a.k.a. the Korean Earl Woods. This is and always will be a Dust Brothers production. What are we on, guys? We are on episode 283. Where are we at? 284? So, listen, guys, what's good? It's Monday. All right. And welcome to all our new listeners out there. There are a lot of you guys as this show broke the top 25 charts, and we're still in the top 100 right now. Off that last episode with Josh Richmond is crazy. And yes, we are technically a top 10 entrepreneurship podcast, but um, overall in the big boy charts and on the business charts, we juggle from place to place. And regardless, we're still in the top charts, regardless on Apple and Spotify. So eat a dick if you have any questions about that. You know what I'm saying? I don't have, I don't know where in any which way I have these weirdo people who have like given me a reputation where I've inherited, you know, um, making up stories. I don't, you know what I'm saying? Everything's just, it, no, this ain't, I am Rappaport, and that's my dog, but we fact check over here, you know what I'm saying? We do fact check, you know, I, I don't sit there and just be off fucking misinformation and, and fake news or whatever it is, but guys, it is Monday, like I said, it is officially summer, my kids are out of school, Um, it was crazy because on Friday, we uh, the kids had a half day, and uh, London Ryder brought their report cards home, and they had uh, really good grades, really, really, really good grades. Now... They don't get A's and B's and C's and D's and F's yet. You know, it's like you get outstanding, you get good, you get satisfactory, and then you get um, failing pretty much, right? Everything was pretty much all A's. I think uh, Ryder in London probably got like one good, which like they got a B or something, right? But they did good. Kids are out of school. So to kick off the summer with them, we went to go see Jurassic World Dominion at the AMC IMAX. And um, I'll get into the review later, I guess, about the movie, but just the experience was lit. You know, we got to, you know, like this was, nah, this wasn't the second time. It's the third. I took him to go see the bad guys right in San Francisco, but this was like, you know, all of us as together as a family. It was the first time in a long time where we all got to sit, recliner chairs, obviously all that. And then um, we were supposed to go to Universal Studios, but we didn't because we ended up going to a pool party. But right after the movie, we went to Dave and Buster's and, uh, you know, we uh, got it in. Kids are having a blast. We, you know, by the way, there's a big Dave and Buster's event tonight. We'll get into that in a little bit. But this was like evening time. Both of them had uh, their friends there. And we go to Johnny Rockets, right? And I think most of you guys do realize that truly we are in a recession right now, okay? And, um, you know, no big deal. But, you know, I'm feeding four growing boys that eat a lot. I didn't really have a whole big old meal. But it was like, you know, like 80, 90 bucks. And, you know, it's Johnny Rockets. I've been eating there forever. And it was just like the quality of the food kind of went down. 
this was a place where we used to hang out every Saturday on Melrose. Um, I used to go to Johnny Rockets, one of my favorite places to go to in LA. You know, I love that, that 40s, 50s, 60s eras of oldies music. And um, some dude kept looking at me, you know, and look, at that's, this is common practice when I go anywhere in public. People look at me, you know, most of the time people want to take a picture. I don't know what their intentions are. I don't know what's going on. But this dude kept looking, whatever. I don't really know. And again, look, at, I know I'm not that famous. It's fine. To some people, I know I'm a big deal. Very weird to me. I just embrace it. It's all good. At least maybe 40 times, anytime I'm in public, I get stopped, right? It could be if I tell somebody I'm going somewhere, but I'm talking about a regular random day and I'm out in public running the streets from being on the freeway to being on the street at a stoplight, you know, walking to my store, whatever it may be. So I have no idea what this dude's intentions are. So the dude walks over, has an SLR camera, and he's like, can I take some pictures of you guys? And I'm like, you know what, cool. I'm with the kids. You know, I don't really want to make a big deal. He's like, yeah, sure, 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 whatever. So he's taking pictures. And he's like, you know, he's using SLR, boom, whatever. And I'm not even, at a certain point, he just keeps taking more and more. I'm like, all right, dude, like, I don't want to be a dick in front of the kids. I don't want to be, you know, be like that. So I just basically, you know, I'm like, all right, cool. We want to eat our food, right? So we're eating the food. We're chilling, um, watching the finals, right? Game four of the finals. And I'm literally about to finish my meal. And I'm, I'm like kind of low-key dumbfounded. He comes over with all these like pictures, right? In frames and stuff, like little small ones, like that they do at like, you know, studios or like at, at Disneyland or whatever, or, you know, like the little frames and everything. And he's like, hey man, I was like, oh, okay, thank you. Cause I didn't know if the dude know me. Again, I didn't know, you know, I assumed like the guy knew me, whatever. I didn't know this was something they did a common practice. Cause I had been eating at Johnny Rockets for a good 30 years. Never had this situation happen to me. And the dude's like, hey, these aren't free. This little small one is. And the, the small one was literally three by four inches. It was tiny. And there's a group photo of me and the four kids. And I was like, okay, what are you trying? He goes, I can do a special deal right now. And I can give you these five pictures for 50 bucks. And I was like, dude, I'm good. He's like, well, you know, what, how much you want to pay? I'm like, bro, what the fuck are you talking about? Now I'm cursing. Now I'm upset. I'm thinking like, bro, do you realize, like, you know, bro, this really your job? And I'm, I'm really like, because he's taking pictures of other people too, I noticed after I, I said, that. I was like, yo, bro, like, I just, do you not, like, are you not coherent? And I get it. We're on Hollywood Boulevard. We're not the one on Melrose. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to confuse you guys. The one on Melrose and Gardner was a legendary location. I cannot believe it's closed now. It's very sad. This was a place where people brought their cars, bikes. We would kick it and it would be the spot. Melrose was popping. It was not like where it is right now where people are like, trying to get robbed people, all this other bullshit. It, it was lit, all right? This was, I'm talking circa, you know, late 90s, early 2000s. We're in a recession, bro. You're asking motherfuckers 50 bucks for five pictures to be able, there might be some dumb fuck on this, listening to this right now saying, hey, have a heart, people gotta work. No, no, dog. There's better ways to get people to do something, especially when you're eating. You don't wanna be bothered. This ain't Las Vegas. And I get it for tourists and stuff, but it's like, motherfucker, do I look like a tourist? You know, and some people are like, oh, well, what do tourists look like? You can tell. All right. But that just kind of ticked me off. I was like, bro, like, do you not know where you are? Like, I get it at Disneyland. I get it anywhere else. Nah, dog. And I know we're on the Hollywood Strip right there at Hollywood and Highland. But yo, bro, uh, man, like not here. Like not now. Like, bro, let's just get a tell. Like he was still trying to figure it out. Like, oh, boom. And I'm like, dog, that's your, that's your job? And speaking of like where we are right now in the world, like, I put out a tweet the other day where this girl was talking about, hey, I need to feed my daughter. You know, this is my worst 
OnlyFans subscription month ever. I show everything. I'm like, bitch, have some humility. Like, there's better things to do. I didn't say you ain't got a strip or whatever, but we were talking about OnlyFans. Girl, you need to go get a job. There's the highest rate of job hirings is right now. Go to McDonald's, go somewhere, but do something. And I want to depress you guys about that. And there's a lot of shit that I got to say. And it's, it's weird times right now. But talking about the last episode, I truly underestimated Johnny Depp fans. Not that I don't like Johnny. Not that I don't like anything. I just really didn't, you know, think too highly about it. But he's a massive star. He's been consistently acting since the fucking 80s. And I didn't realize that it was his birthday the day we dropped it. I had no idea how would I have known. And fucking know. You know, Josh had to tell me literally after we recorded where to drop in the show. And I'm like, damn, 59. He's older than my brother. My brother was born in 65, right? I'm like, my brother's kind of old. But like, my brother's a very, you know, he's savvy to a certain extent. You know, he's, when Mac Miller was popping kind of on the underground level, not gigantic, huge. My brother knew who he was. And, you know, I don't know about now, but, you know, a lot of old school homies came out of the woodworks and hit me up. Like, I'm talking about like old school, like Sismal Down hit me up. Fucking, you know, Josh's friends hit me up. People who frequent, you know, uh, Granville, celebrities from back in the day, Monet, Mazur, uh, people from Crazy Town. If you remember that song, Butterfly, my boy DJ Am was in the band. You know, people from fucking Crazy Town hit me up. And just like old school people hit me up. It was nuts. Brian Turner's wife, you know, who used to hang out then too. I'm talking about, you know, the CEO of Priority Records, the founder. You know, his wife is like, yo, that shit was epic episode. And a bunch of other people, my friend Irene Kim, who happens to be in town, and I'm going to talk about her shortly. She listened, and I was really shocked because she's so fucking busy, and she's just got so much going on. And she's in town right now for a gigantic collaboration with a huge shoe company I can't mention. But everyone came out. Like, I was on every single Johnny Depp fan page, mostly obviously because of Josh. I'm not trying to take credit for it. But, you know, my show already was lit before Josh ever existed and, you know, coming on to the show. And uh, I'm sorry, the thought of Josh coming on the show existed. You know, we've been lit on here. We got the BTB Army, y'all. But all the new listeners, you know, they heard the show for the first time. All the old listeners, they're kind of like, all right, cool. We got some Hollywood stories. I don't really know. Boom. But it added up to the, I, I told you, it, it validated some of the K-Town Hustler shit. And I love when things come together because I get these weirdos who say, you didn't do that. You didn't do this. You don't do it. Why would I make up something? It's sitting here on the cloud. Someone can come back and do it. And again, I've had, you know, situations in court where someone brings back, you know, a podcast listening thing and boom, here and there, I'm like, oh, this, and I'm just like, yo, man, like, you guys are fucking annoying as fuck. But the truth of the matter is, like, if I tell you I hit a ball a certain length, which we'll get into that later too, I did. You know, in a second, I'm going to bring out how things pop up when people say, oh, you're lying, boom, whatever. And it's like, it's not as simple as saying like, oh, I ate a sandwich today, you know, and it was $85. And let's say that was the truth. Technically, yeah, you know, two plus two equals a fact is a fact, right? You eating a sandwich $85 is a fact. But some people, they just don't consider that the same thing. They're like, no, we know that this is true. This has to be checked and whatever. And we don't, you know, what to make sure, was it eighty four seventy seven? Oh, then there wasn't $85 then, you know? And it's like, bro, where, where are you from? You fucking weirdos. So a lot of that happens. And when me and Josh talk about shit, like having Tupac around, having Kobe around, and trust me, I was kicking it with Kobe then. Josh remembers. I was kicking it with Shaq heavy back then, right? And 
I didn't care about Depp. He was cool. And, you know, I watched 21 Jump Street and I fuck with that show. You know, when they remade the movie, I was kind of like, oh, man. But the movie remake was pretty cool. But, you know, Johnny was always lit. He was, I was a fan of his. You know, there's, I watched Blow a hundred times. It still drives me nuts because I want to fucking kill. And I loved Penelope Cruz. I used to like be in love with this woman. I was like a crush on her. When they got pulled over in the car and she said, this motherfucker has a coke on, tried to put his hands on me. But like, I was like, yo, dog, like what kind of life, like what a life to be on top of the world. And I know, yeah, you're doing bad. You're selling drugs. You can't stop drugs. It's like, but it's just fucked up. You know, like that whole situation. It just made me hate the movie. And um, I don't even know if we talked about that. I don't know if I want to get into that, but I dated a girl that was in Blow, right? So I don't know, man. I don't know Johnny like that. You know, I've hung out with dude a few times. Always chill, always reserved. I've definitely had more interaction with uh, Robert Downey and of course with Keanu because of my sister. But the old school came out. I appreciate you guys. Thank you very much. I'm going to have Josh back on. We'll talk about a few things. He's going to be doing a bunch of shit talking about the, the trial and everything else. But he is so brilliant. And I love Josh because he's always been super articulate. He's always been, you know, savvy with the fucking vocabulary. He busted out them crazy three, four syllable words. It was lit. Super dope, Josh. You're welcome anytime on the show. And we didn't even get into fucking sports and all the other shit and the hobby. And it's just crazy. Um, on Friday or Saturday, Justin Bieber had um, announced to everyone that follows him that he has Ramsey Hunt syndrome, which I didn't know anything about it. It's obviously like kind of like a, I don't think it's, um, the fuck is that thing where it made the people's face still, um, not cerebral palsy, what the fuck was it? Bell palsy, was that what it was? That some people got from the vaccination. And I don't think this is from a vaccine related thing. It could be, guess what? Still doesn't like, it's an unfortunate situation. I hate that it happens to be my boy. And when you think about someone at that mega level scale of stardom, think about that I don't say this lightly. That's been my guy since like 2010, 2011. Like when I say my guy, I introduced this man to Floyd Mayweather. They became close friends, right? Introduced this man to my boy, John Shahidi, who is now the CEO of fucking, you know, um, Nook Boys. Right, and is involved in a lot of things. And, and I'm going to have John on the show sometime soon. And I just listened to the Full Sam podcast the other day. Shout out to my boy Bob and Neri, my boy Kyle. Um, is my boy Salim on there? I love that kid, man. He's fucking hilarious. But all the Nug boys, man, I got love for them, man. I ain't got no issues. Steve will do it. I know he doesn't go on the show like that. But um, John Shahidi, you know, he's super tight with Justin, way tighter than me and Justin ever were. But I introduced them to each other. And me and Justin are cool. And when I saw that, I got real sad. It put like, definitely put a tear in my eye. I was like, damn. You know, I reached out to him. We talked a little bit. And he's like, yo, Beth Baller, I appreciate you, man. You know, just if there's anything, you know, that you could do, obviously, and you know, I would let you know. But right now, I just need you to put my prayers out. I'm like, yo, look, I'm putting out the best energy possible, putting all the prayers possible. I want my dude to be okay. And that's just an unfortunate situation. I know his wife, um, Haley, went through some weird shit, too. Um, my friend Irene Kim is in town. I haven't seen her in like almost two and a half years. Since the, the right in the beginning of the pandemic, I ran into her. She is probably one of the biggest models in all of South Korea. Um, that's the first time I said South. I hate saying, I just always say Korea, right? But um, she is a, you know, huge influencer, huge model. I've known her since she had, 
like fucking 50,000 followers maybe, you know, and she's just crushing now. She has her own branch, all this other stuff. And we broke down a bunch of things and she actually started picking up golf. And on top of that, she happens to be on one of the biggest reality TV shows in all of Korea. Reality TV in Korea is 10 times bigger than any other regular TV and Korea is nuts, right? She's super close with the star of Squid Games, the girl, you know, um, the pretty girl, right? And they camp on the trenches together, runway modeling, editorials and stuff. So they're, they're homies for real, right? And, um, you know, we talked about golf. We talked about her picking it up. And she was real with me. She's like, yo, even if you're good at golf, meaning you could hit it in, you could hit in the 70s and 80s, if your swing looks fucked up, like, you know, they're totally different from America. When she's finally played out here, she's like, you know, people are encouraging People are like, oh, it's all right, Ben. It's all good. You know, do it again. Boom. Oh, pick it up. We'll figure it out. Boom. And people really are encouraging, except for the haters, right? The haters are always on the social media. They're nowhere else, really. You don't see them anywhere else because most of the time, they're just broke. They're jealous. And that's where it starts from, being envious. But she's like, you got to work on your swing. And this is someone who me and her can be painfully, you know, brutally honest with each other. And then I showed her some footage and she's like, yo, I can never hit it that far. And it's nuts, right? And I'll get into that again. I want to keep saying I'm going to get into that. But, you know, we talked about a few things. And I was like, yo, your swing looks pretty good. You know, I'm going to give it to you. It looks like a 7, 8 out of 10. And she's like, I don't like it. I'm trying to figure it out. And the thing is, I asked my coach, I said, why do women's swings look so much better than men's? And he's like, you know, want to know why? Because women aren't trying to hit the ball 300 yards and over the fence and all that. And it was facts, right? And so we're going to hit some balls tomorrow together. And uh, it was cool that she said that. I've been practicing like a motherfucker. I'm going to get into that in a second. But before we get into a commercial break, went to my boy Cole's house yesterday. And, um, you know, Sunday, summer barbecue. I thought it was going to be something light. I thought it was just going to be my family and his family. End up going there. He rents a 15-foot tall water slide. He's got full catering, bartender. You know, there's a bunch of kids there. He has two kids. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, Cole has two boys, um, Dylan and Dax. Dylan is 13, Dax is seven, and it was lit. We were initially supposed to go to Universal Studios, but I convinced Ryder to go to this pool party. It was so much better of a vibe. It was way too hot to go to Universal Studios anyway. But I'm having a conversation with Dylan, Cole's oldest son, and Dylan just hit pitched a no-hitter. He's really good in baseball. He's probably going to get a scholarship in high school somewhere. And one of his teammates is really good. Come to find out, I leave the party Cole hits me up. He's like, yo, you know a guy named Randy Mania? And I'm like, yeah, I know Randy. I mean, that, that name sounds familiar. He goes, he said he played football with you at SF State. And I was like, get the fuck out of here. He's like, yo, you're talking to his son about Jock Peterson. Boom. Appreciate it, whatever. And this is crazy. Because, you know, even Cole, he's known me for a long time. Probably knew me like right after college. Known Cole a long time. Not that Cole would ever think I was lying, but, you know, that just solidified it right there. That validated, like, yo, Ben really played ball, right? And he's like asking him. And we were talking about me playing at SF State. We both played the same position. We both played corner. And the crazy thing is we were both in transition. My redshirt freshman year when I came in, he was transitioning on third downs, you know, um, every few series he'd jump in in the first quarter, second quarter, third. So he was at least, you know, getting rotations in. I didn't until the next year because, you know, I was learning the whole defense. I would come in, obviously. But one thing about it was, in my entire career at SF State, I only got two interceptions, but one of them was for a touchdown against San Jose State, right, for like 45 yards. And I was like, whoa. So we chopped it up, talking through text, and it was just a trip because, you know, 
I, I just like, wow, you know, for him. To, and I remember he went to Mount Sac and played at Mount Sac. So he was older. And then he went and transferred to SF State, whereas I came from Cal. So just crazy, man. Crazy as hell. Uh, more bad news. Cryptocurrency is falling the fuck apart. It is completely just dog shit right now. Um, Ethereum is at, you know, 52-week lows. It is just fucking crazy as hell what's going on right now. Okay. All crypto's fucked up. And it's really bad. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? People don't really know. Everyone could have an answer for whatever it is. But, you know, we're in a recession, man. It's fucked up. People are just, you know, they're too scared. And it is what it is. And I'm still betting on the bank. I'm not going to sit here and like, I'm not going to cash out. It'd be the worst fucking thing to do. You know, like I'll really just go to zero and that's what life is. And that's what it is. And some people can't do that. I get it. But I think that now the next, you know, rise is going to hit 75 hit 100k for bitcoin at least you know i think ethereum can hit 10 g's and when it does you know what am i gonna do then i don't know it's called investing guys it's long term you know and speaking of which uh late last night i caught five hundred thousand dollars of ethereum i had to i wasn't gonna buy the dip but i was like yo that shit got to motherfucking 1300 like fuck that it's time to you know to buy something I'm like shit but yeah, man, you know, just like, you know, I turned my notifications off. I don't need that kind of toxic shit in my life. It's been a crazy fucking, you know, month. And, you know, we're in summer now, you know, I'm, I'm going to discuss, you know, what my plans are for dealing with this recession a little bit. This is a business podcast, but we're going to take a break right now. Um, I'm headed to Miami this week, guys. So there will be a Thursday episode. All right. But I am headed to Miami. My boy Jordan Winter, a.k.a. one half of the Dust Brothers, a.k.a. one fourth of the Captain Picks fam. Uh, Jordan Winter is having his Vasha party in Miami. It is going to be a crazy time in the 305. Yeah, that's sir. M-I-A, yo. Dade County. Yo, we're going to get lit out there. It's going to be fucking lit. Uh, Miles, everyone, the whole fucking crew, we're going to be there in Miami. But speaking of Miles, yo, can you throw on some Lakey Lake? Let's pay some bills. And then we'll get back to talking shit. So my dog, Miles Davis, please throw on some Lakey. Yeah, there you go. My man, Lakey Lake, at Lakey Inspired. But Lakey Lake right there, you got the beats. Let's pay some bills. Let me shut the fuck up. Summertime is coming, BTB Army. As the weather gets warmer, Factor can help you spend less time at home, in the kitchen, and more time enjoying the springtime with no cooking, grocery shopping, or even dishes. Plus, the perfect health-conscious grab-and-go add-ons like smoothies and juices. Luckily, I don't have to meal plan or prep, and I can still eat very well. Now that I leave my meals to Factor... Factor makes it easy for me to eat clean 24-7 with fresh, never-frozen, prepared meals that are so delicious you wouldn't believe they're actually good for you. Feel good for summer. Choose from Factor's calorie-smart and keto options with built-in portion control as a great tool to help you get fit for this summer. Factor now offers 30 meals per week where you can choose from a variety of new meals every week. On top of that, Factor gives you the option to change it up and select any plan size between 4 to 18 meals per week. Busy schedule for both lunch and dinner? No worries. Add an extra 2, 3, or even 4 meals to your order. 
Factor saves me time by delivering chef-crafted meals to my doorstep, eliminating the hassle of grocery shopping and meal prep, not to mention cleanup. No dishes to wash here. Each Factor meal arrives pre-prepared and ready to eat in two minutes. That's even faster than ordering in. Factor even knows my preferences. They offer vegan and veggie meals, keto meals, low-calorie options, cold-pressed juices, smoothies, energy bites, plant-based bars, extra protein, veggie sides, and much more to keep me fueled and focused all day long. Head to go.factor75.com slash baller120 and use code baller120 to get $120 off. That's code baller120 at go.factor75.com slash baller120 for $120 off. Guys, this Monday for the NBA Finals Game 5, your captains are calling you. Captain Picks is having a wager, watch, win party this Monday at Dave & Buster's in Hollywood, and I will be in the building. Tip-off is at 6 p.m., so get there early. New users get free Game 5 Picks, 24-hour VIP access to the Captain Picks Discord. Check out the link in the bio for an exclusive offer, $50 power card, two premium drink tickets, one week of VIP access and raffle tickets for a t-shirt and signed baseball card, all for just $100. Did you hear what I said? Plus, if you are an existing Captain Picks community member, not only will you be a VIP, but you will get two free drink tickets. DM at the Captain Picks on Instagram to RSVP and check the link in the episode description. We're taking over the game at Dave and Buster's Hollywood. Come break your bookies bankroll with me and the Dust Brothers in person or in our community of winners at CaptainPicks.com. So we are back. Um, I mentioned uh, fan questions. This Thursday, fan questions is back. So you need to submit questions today. Tomorrow, I will accept questions until Wednesday, 12 noon. That is Pacific Standard Time. You can submit your questions to bbdtc213 at gmail.com, and I'll read off the questions there. Uh, I'm sorry, i read them off on Thursday's episode. Um, let's get some good ones. We had some really, really super fucking sick ones. And I wasn't going to do an episode next Monday because we'll be in Miami, but um, it's Father's Day weekend. And Jordan fucked around and booked his thing that I didn't even realize. And my boy, John Shahidi's getting married on Father's Day. And I was like, bro, like, it's just not going to happen with our house. Even if I don't want to celebrate something, my wife just would lose it, you know. So it's just like we keep tradition for the kids. And uh, Father's Day weekend is going to be, you know, um, I think it'll be good. You know, even though things are looking grim with all this other shit. I'm still tripping on these people with this, just the whole the community of people that are talking about crypto and saying certain shit like, oh man, you know, you know what the fuck you're talking about? But yeah, dog, okay, great. Because you have 40,000 of your own money. That's basically what you had. And I'm talking millions. Like, bro, shut the fuck up. They're the same people that are getting tattoos using pain numbing cream. Why the fuck get the tattoo then? One of the biggest parts of getting a tattoo 
is because you're dealing with the pain. If it don't hurt, then like, what the fuck is the, like, that's the whole point of tattoos, right? Like, it just doesn't make any fucking sense to me. You usually talk about sports and shit like that here in movies and stuff, right? So I want to talk about Jurassic World Dominion. You know, ever since they had the first two Jurassic Park, then Jurassic Park, whatever, and then it went to Jurassic World, right? And there have been two of those. And I'm not a big Chris Pratt fan, but he's good for the franchise and for the trilogy and whatever. Um, whatever, what's the fucking word? Is it the franchise? Yeah, so anyways, started off really fucking slow. Like super slow, you know, and there's kids in here that, that like that, that the movie, you know, Jurassic World 1, 2, this one was like, I mean, and I understood it, there was a lot to tell, but fuck, man, it dragged on. And when it got to the end, it was cool, and they brought back Jeff Goldblum, you know, and some of the old original actresses, um, Laura Dern, Sam Neill, and, uh, you know, the younger, like, my, I think my writer in London loved the movie. I don't know if they watched those first two, so they wouldn't know who Jeff Goldblum was, and he was good in it. It was great, but it was slow, and it came back, like, it was a long movie, came back kind of slow. You know, kids have short attention spans. For the adults, they loved it, you know, people were hand clapping in there. I give the movie a 65 out of 100, right? Maybe could get a C minus grade and maybe get it to a 69, 70 with the curve. But yeah, man, it, it's, eh, it was all right. Now, the crazy thing is I'm a big Adam Sandler fan. A lot of hype behind that movie, Hustle. LeBron James invested in it. I'm not going to give any spoilers out. Anyone could go watch it on Netflix. I love Adam Sandler. I, you know, I'm very fortunate to him, have him shadow me for the, his part in Uncut Gems. That was dope. And I've always been a huge fan of Adam Sandler. He's a great dude. And, and I know he didn't want to try to make a bad movie. People loved it. People gave it very high praise and everything. And I knew right then and there, I don't know, man. You know, right there, it kind of gives me a little skeptic uh, vibe, right? And sometimes I get it when it's just undoubtedly. But I seen a couple tweets from some homies. And I was like, yo, okay, let me watch this movie. And I had to force myself. because, like, let me see. Try to start it on Friday and I just couldn't watch it really. So Saturday, throw it on. Watch from beginning and you know the movie's based in Philly. It's about he's a scout for Philadelphia 76ers. And one of my favorite actors, Ben Foster, is in it. But I'm not really crazy about his role in here. But he did he did his thing. I'm gonna be 100 with you. As far as basketball movies go, it was cool, right? It lacked some things here and there, but I give it a seven out of ten. All right, like for real, for real. There was definitely some better basketball could have been played. Um, Anthony Edwards did a good job of playing, you know, his little cameo. Well, not a cameo. I mean, he starred in the movie. But it just wasn't, I don't know, man, you know? And, you know, I didn't like He Got Game when it first came out. It was all right. I think the funny thing is I saw He Got Game in the theaters. In, obviously, in real time. It was like 96, 97, whatever year it came out. I saw He Got Game at the movie theaters with guess who? Of all fucking people, who did I watch He Got Game with? Josh fucking Richmond. How crazy is that? Now, as I watched the movie more and more, I was kind of like baby boy. I was like, all right, you know what? No, the movie's good. It was, it was it's legendary. You know, I give it a certain amount. I don't know if Hustle turns into that because there was definitely much more of a backstory with this, but I think Adam Sandler did a great job as an actor. I just think the overall storyline, you know, it was nothing special. It was cool. You know, I think that they try to delay the skill of the dude in the movie that that is supposed to be like the next man. I don't know, man. It it just I don't know, man. Um, NBA Finals game five is tonight. 
I was supposed to be going to the game. I know I've talked about this already. My boy Dylan was going to take me to the Chase Center. Um, I would be technically in San Francisco in the next couple hours, and then I'd be sitting on the floor at Chase Center, feet on parquet, but I'm not. Why? Because we have a massive Captain Picks party at Dave & Buster's Hollywood. Tip-offs at 6 p.m. I suggest you get there early. RSVPs are pretty much filled up, but yo, we're taking motherfuckers. Fuck it, we got space. Shout out to my boy Popeye. Shout out to Dave & Buster's. 6 p.m. CaptainPicks.com. Go there. Sign up. I'll see you guys tonight. I know a lot of BTB Army will be there. I know a lot of uh, super followers will be there. And uh, it's going to be lit. We're going to watch the games. We got food. We got drinks. We got all that shit. I'm on intermittent fasting. So right when 7.30 hits, I'm not doing shit. But I will be on the motherfucking video games using my VIP card. We got some giveaways. Uh, we're giving away a fucking really, really nice Bapex. It's a bathing ape. Rolex watch, you know, it's it's their rendition of it. It's pretty dope, though. The watches are, you know, several hundred dollars. Really cool gift. I'm going to sign some shit. I got some small little knickknack stuff to give away. But, you know, before I get into this golf situation that I'm in right now, right, thought about the recession, right? Again, I know it's bad news. People don't want to hear this shit. But, you know, if you don't deal with reality and you don't face things, you know, and know where you stand in the world, it's, you're never going to succeed. And it's probably a a bad time maybe to pivot into this golf space that I want to pivot into, into other things, turning down jobs, you know, spending more time with my kids, taking more time off work. And, um, you know, I'm betting on faith on the, on the market, whether it be the stocks, crypto market, you know, um, uh, the housing market, all that stuff, right? And if the recession gets really, really, really bad, you know, this ain't a flex, this ain't a boast, this is just, planning. I've been saving for over 15 years. So if I have to wait it out for 15 years, which no recessions ever last that long ever, you know, last a few years and it gets bad, then so fucking be it. Right. But I doubt it's going to get anywhere near that deep. I doesn't go even fucking five years. Right. I think we get out of this space, you know, in, in two to three. And that's a long time, guys. All right. We shall see. Be smart. Right. It's scary but it's why I work so motherfucking hard to be in this position. And I know I got three kids. I got a lot to de who depend on me, you know. But going on this golf shit, TaylorMade has invested in me. Excel has invested in me. It's time to be get, for me to get good quick. And in the time that I've been playing, right, first swing in October, you know, first lesson in like, I think, December, January, you know, we're going on six months where, we're, you know, we're just passing a half a year mark. I don't know many people who, who've gotten this far. Now, I'm not patting myself on the back. I'm just telling you guys facts, right? And I hit a milestone. I had two milestones in my golf journey. I expected to hit one of them within the next three or four years and the other one around the same. I decided on, I think it was Friday. Yeah, it was Friday, right? On Friday... I went over to Weddington Tennis and Golf in Studio City and the lower mid fence, lower mid net is 230 yards. So the mid net would be 250, 255, boom. Upper net's going to be 275, 285. Over the net is 300 plus all day long, right? I 
do some stretching. I see my coach is actually there at that park and um, he's teaching. And I'm like fifth stall to the left. You know, I'm not in the middle of the, of the thing. And then, and, and, um, you know, I start my stretches. I've been doing these uh, this swing practice to get my elbows straight and stuff. But it really, at this point, doesn't really matter. I, you know, I was listening to this podcast with Ricky Fowler. And he's talking about how he's in a slump right now. And he's playing at a C-grade level. And he says, you know, anytime I change my swing to get better, you go through a transition of really bad play. And this is a fucking legit pro. This is one of the best dudes in the world, right? And he's, you know, he's played with Tiger, everybody. And um, I've went through three transitions already. And I didn't understand why. And my coach was, he was like, yo, you can't just go straight to there. It's not going to happen. And it was, again, it was that Mr. Miyagi, karate kid, wax out, wax off before I actually learned how to fight. You know, you got to fucking do these motions. So I'm at like almost the final step of having my first legitimate swing. I might change after that. I don't know. But you get to a good swing. You don't need to change it anymore unless, you know, you're competing, which is fine. But, you know, we're just on that last stage of getting me to where I need to be. So I'm doing these practices he told me to do three or four months ago. And I don't know why. I don't know why it never dawned on me to do it at home. All right. I got 12 foot fucking ceilings. I'm not going to hit the fucking wall. Like, you know. So I set up, I bought a fucking putting little thing, and I put a nine-foot putting thingamajig in my house. It's got three holes, I'm practicing on it. It's pretty cool, it's fine. It's just more for motion, more for speed. Of course, it's not real, like real grass. It's like turf, right? So it's like not gonna be accurate, but it's fine. I'm just obsessed. And this week was the most I ever played, five times in a week. I played Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Didn't play Saturday and Sunday, and I wish I could have. But I'm there, stretching out, Always start with the pitching iron. Then I use, sometimes I go from the pitching to, I'll go to a four or five iron, try to hit some long motherfucking irons, right? And, you know, my coach is like, no, nah, don't do that. Go to a seven, right? So I go to an easy seven, start hitting the seven for a little bit. I think I swing the eight a couple times. Then I jump right into the hybrid. Hitting the hybrid, I'm kind of getting some here and there, some okay ones. Pitching, I was doing legit seven. I'm starting to kind of get some cool hits here and there. Definitely some good ones. Had some okay ones here and there that weren't great. But, you know, one thing about golf is people don't realize it's a lot of physics and it's a lot of obviously mental shit, right? But you don't have to swing that hard to hit the fucking ball way the fuck far. It's nuts. You could literally have, it's all momentum. It's all motion. It's tick-tock, right? When I say tick-tock, I'm talking about tick-tock, tick-tock. If you understand that, you, know, you understand golf. And even I forget about it. I'm thinking it there, boom, thinking about too much, using too much hands, using too much, you know, here and there. And really it's it's about using your body, right? And like my man Trotty said, who's one of the greatest trainers in the world, one of the master fitter, it's like the ball's irrelevant, you know? And there's approach, there's all this shit that's going on in your mind. And after hitting the hybrid a few more times, I think I might've pulled out the four or five iron. And I said, you know what, it's time to hit the driver. I got 10 balls left at a, you know, 70. I did 70 on, on Friday and didn't go too crazy with 120. I said, let me get this. Let me, let me hit some of these balls, right? Get to 10. Three or four hits in. I'm hitting the ball okay. I'm, I'm slicing a couple of them to the right here and there. I'm watching videos. I'm starting to do a lot more research. I'm like, you know what? Look, fuck this shit. Let me just swing all the way back instead of just giving like a half swing. Let me go full swing. Let me go in between. The air. Let, me just, let me just get this shit going. Sure enough, after the fourth fucking swing, have the ball. This is a range ball. Remember, these are balls that are like, they're okay. That 
you have a regular, like you have a TP5X, it's going to go 30 to 50 yards far, further than what a range ball goes. These balls suck. And lo and behold, I hit my fucking first milestone and I nail a ball 300 plus yards over the fucking fence. I'm screaming at Ron. There's an old man next to me playing. He's like, oh shit. And I feel really bad because Ron's expensive. It's $200 a fucking hour. You know, and he's like, what the fuck you trying? He texts me later. He goes, what the fuck you trying to do? Trying to get good while I'm not, you don't think I peeked over and see what you're doing? Boom, whatever. He's like, it's cool. Don't worry about it. You know, uh, my client was, my student was okay. He was with, he was happy. He knows who you are. Boom. And I was super fucking hyped. The shit went over the fucking fence. I had goosebumps. I was talking shit. I couldn't fuck. I would never let anybody hear the end of it. You know, now that doesn't mean shit because everyone on the tour could hit 300, but there's a lot of really good golfers. There's girls that I know that are on the PGA tour that can't hit 300. It was just a big deal. And right after that, I said, look, look, look. All right, boom, hit it again. Well, hit it good again. I stopped everyone from fucking what they're doing. And I hit the upper side of the fence, 275, 280, boom. And I hit a couple of those that Taylor made, but it's different because I didn't hit it in front of Ron. I've hit the 230, 250 mark several times, but this is like consistent. Then I hit the next one, again, upper fence. Then the student is finished with the lesson, comes over to me, and he's watching me, and I swing my last one, and I have a miss. If you guys understand, you play golf, there's miss and, you know, there's miss. I don't talk about missing the ball completely. You can hit the ball still, but they call it a miss when you don't get a full shot. You know, you don't get your perfect shot. And I missed and hit the ball 250. It was fucking insane, right? God is my witness. May people that I love die if I'm lying. This shit was nuts. And I'm just fucking mind blown. So fucking excited. I have been... Again, listening to fuck golf podcast now. Listen to player mentality. Only thing I haven't done is watch golf on YouTube. I'm not going to get there yet. I'm watching. I watched the live tourney. Dude won fucking four point five million dollars. This is nuts. It's over. It's almost three times the purse of PGA tours. But really, at the end of the day, Ricky Fowler expect you know he, he, I respect him. He said he goes yo look I'm, I didn't leave the door closed not fully not and this was before the live even you know started whatever. He's like but. PGA still has the best competition. It's still the most elite league. Now, I understand the bag levels for some of these guys. These bag levels are crazy, right? Tiger turned down a billion and stuff. But, you know, we'll see what happens. I don't know how they can keep up with that kind of money. I don't care if it's Saudi money or not. It's, it's a lot of money, you know. And if it happens, and cool. And they, I don't know what they're going to do. Lower the purses. They can't do that, right? They've invested so much. I've been in situations to where I won't, you know, tell you what it is here, but I've accepted a position at a company and lo and behold, being a consultant and being whatever. And people have paid me a shit ton of money. I'm talking about six, high six, you know, seven figures to consult. And I'm like, yo, man, I'm, I'm going to do everything I can. But I'm going to tell you right now, I'm in my head, I'm like, yo, they're paying too much money. And at that point, you know, no matter how infinite you think it is, it has to make a profit at a certain point. It has to make sense. Not to say the PGA doesn't, but it's like you're going that hard in the beginning. It's weird. So I don't know about the Live League. I watched it. Again, it's live on YouTube. Can't watch it on TV. So it's kind of tough, you know. And again, you know, old people are like, they're like, YouTube, what the fuck? Younger people, you know, we'll see. And golf's going in a younger direction. I think that's why Taylor Made has had me out there. Now, even though I'm almost 50, my fan base is in their fucking 20s and early 30s. And that's still young for golf. Because if you join a country club, remember, if you're under 40, you're a junior executive. And that's why, you know, the price for a fucking country club membership is crazy lower, like 80% lower, like stupid, ridiculous lower. Anyways, yeah, the golf shit is crazy. Um, 
I'm trying to get out to Japan with Cuddy. We had a discussion about it and he wants to go at the end of this month, but I got too much shit going on this month. Maybe next month somehow, I don't know. Uh, please, God forbid that Nick throws a fit, but I'm trying to get out there with Murakami and me and Cuddy uh, are trying to figure it out. Um, I just made Cuddy some opal diamond grills. They're sick. I made him this crazy hoop earring that was lit as fuck. And uh, he needed it for his um, performance at the Gov Ball. And we're talking about this shit. So I'm like, you know what? Let me go fucking look at some flights, right? Now, literally three months ago, I'm looking at flights. And business class flights are like, I can find some for four to five Gs. No problem. All day long. Nippon Airlines, you know, JAL. Uh, Singapore, United, you name it. I'm talking about, you know, at least in business class, you still got a bed, you got to lay down suite. Forget first class, right? First class, you know, still going to run you anywhere from eight to 12 Gs all day long. But I can always upgrade to first, right? So I'm just like, all right, cool. Let me look at some business class flights. I'm not tripping. Again, business is lit. You got a full bed, you got lay down situation, you're Gucci. And uh, I got so many fucking expenses from vacations we're taking. So I go look at some flights, and I've already had three different plans, right, to go out there. And there's just been different, you know, requirements. Flights to Asia are now over double. Like the fucking inflation is in fucking sane. Business class flights to Asia now are six, seven Gs, you know, upwards to 8,500, depending if you know, whatever you want to do. And it's like there's, there's few and it's just fucked up. It's really insane. But the hotel rates in, in Tokyo are expensive to begin with, but... They haven't risen at all. You know, there's no price increase on that. So I'm just like, fuck. You know, what I'm paying for a first class ticket is now business class. And I just, that's just what the fuck life is. You know, it's crazy. Uh, I got to give a shout out to my boy, Michael Voltaggio. He is a famous chef. He has one of the fucking most lit restaurants in Washington, D.C. He has Voltaggio Steakhouse in Maryland in the MGM Casino. He owned a very famous restaurant in Los Angeles called Inc. He is a very, very well-known, famous chef, and he's the shit. He's dope. He just got engaged. I made his ring. I did it very fast. Been making a lot of engagement rings lately for high-level individuals. And people don't know that one of the first things I learned how to make was a ring because my uncle specialized in those. So, you know, pieces are dope, and I love making them, but, like, the ring shit, it's like, that's right, really get down, right? Um, speaking of... My man Jordan Winter, I'm making his wedding ring and making his girl's wedding ring and making remaking their engagement ring because they got engaged before I met them. But yeah, man, it's wild. The whole fucking inflation shit is crazy and diamond prices are up. I bought a diamond for fuck like 19000 And the cheapest one now is like 27000 Now, some people don't really big, but if you think about that price range, you know, if you bought something for a hundred, you know, it could be like 150. So that just puts you in the same perspective of what we're look what we're talking about now. So, you know, 19 to 27 is, is a big fucking increase. And I wanted to show my boy some love. And I gave it to him, you know, pretty much almost at that price. All done and everything with the Kaya setting, right? Which is my Ben Baller setting. Um, before we get out of here, I rarely like to talk about people I know and stupidity, but this one just takes the cake, right? Jake Paul tweeted out something to his multi, multi, massive following. This guy's 20 million followers on Instagram. He's got fucking insane amount of followers on Twitter. He's got followers all across the board. And he put Biden accomplishments. Remember, I'm not a big fan of Biden. I just hate Trump. 
right? He put number one, highest gas prices. Number two, worst inflation. Number three, plummeting crypto prices. Number four, highest rent prices ever. Number five, created new incomprehensible language. If you're reading this and you voted for Biden, you are still, and you still don't regret it, you are the American problem. You are fucking dumb shit. You are gotta be the dumbest fucking person in the world. And this is coming from a fucking Republican. Bro, when George Bush was in office, we had the highest gas prices at that time that the country's ever seen. And they were really close to what the prices are right now, right? Not at the seven, I'm talking about the national average because California was more aligned with the rest of the country at that time. People are blaming Bush and it wasn't Bush's fault then. Worst inflation. It was bound to fucking happen. It's got nothing to do with Biden's dumb ass, right? Plummeting crypto prices. Again, zero to do with Biden. Highest rent prices ever. It's going back to fucking inflation created new incomprehensible language. Blame Trump for that, okay? Dumbest fucking shit in the entire world. I'm really kind of like, I'm saddened that 75,000 people would like that tweet as of yesterday. I'm just like, wow, you are a fucking dummy. Now, guys, Baller Breaks is back tomorrow, 4 to 6 p.m. Pacific time. That is the best breaking show there is possible. If someone wants to break that flawless, we got it. We got a whole bunch of heat tomorrow. We got some shit. Motherfuckers have been breaking some shit on the show. And there's been a lot of fraud in the hobby, a lot of fraud with breakers, and card porn has been posting them and pointing it out. Look, we got three different camera angles. We don't play that funny shit. Motherfuckers see what it is right then and there. We have the funnest, the best, the highest quality break show there is on the internet. Make sure you tune in to Baller Breaks tomorrow, Tuesday, 4 to 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We're going to be lit. We're good. And it's going to be fucking great. We're going to break open that motherfucking brand new 2021 Panini football. It's going to have a great time. Guys, submit your fan questions in. Again, thank you to the new listeners out there. I know you guys are Johnny Tep fans. Maybe you learned something. Maybe you don't. Maybe you learn more about me. Don't know. I appreciate you guys, whether you stay for a little bit or for a while. But I do appreciate if you hit that subscription button because it did help a lot. And hey, who knows? Teach you guys a thing or two about a thing or two. Never ever thought about having Johnny Depp on the podcast. Never to ask him, but never say never. And you know who knows? I just don't even know what I would ask Johnny at this point, right? And, and like we talk about Josh and how crazy Josh is. I don't even know. But we are out of here, guys. I really do appreciate you. Another episode. We are so close to 300 episodes. We are really close to our three-year anniversary and i love you guys i really appreciate everybody that's made it happen especially you the btb army always tell a friend to tell a friend and remember make it a great day i know it's monday but we're summer make it a great day all right this is not your practice life and we're out of here y'all see you guys on thursday peace